Hello, at long last, it's time for the episode everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode, an exciting episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going? Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music and only the topics that everyone is yearning for and asking for. You know, recently we did an episode on Mario Galaxy. Last week we did an episode on Rayman Legends. Keeping the classics the going. That everyone yeah. is waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> is GQ Powerful Pro Yaku. Not only is it a weird and obscure series, but we're actually only playing titles from the series that were released on the PSP today. Uh, anyone who's a fan of the podcast might remember us kind of alluding to doing this. On the recent show and tell, the most recent show and tell that we did, I found this amazing music for these portable entries, these PSP entries in this baseball series by Konami. And the music was so great, and I told Will that, you know, there's so much great music here, we really should do an episode on it. And I know it's really silly, because uh, not a lot of people know this series, but the music is so delightful. So, I don't know, I'm really excited about this episode. What, what are, how do you feel about this, Will? I'm excited because I don't really know most of this music, and I love when we have playlists that are of a high quality that neither us or the audience I suspect really is that familiar with the music because one of the right. things that I love about this show is discovering new things mm-hmm. and uh, I, I something that I've just loved just personally having to do the podcast every week is sometimes getting thrown music that I've never heard before and having to kind of listen to it, dissect it, and give my analysis mm-hmm. based on my sort of gut reaction. And I love when I can do that along with the audience. You know, yeah. when it's when it's a really revered piece of music, you kind of want to study up, do your homework, and know how it fits into the context of the overall game. But what's fun about episodes like this is we can sort of throw some of that context out the window because, quite frankly, oh, yeah. we don't really know the context of most of this music. And we're just going to be talking <laughs> about it on its musical merits and that's more than enough to satiate us for an entire playlist yeah and there's so many separate reasons why we're not going to be able to talk about the context and we'll get into some of that so like we said the series is called gqu powerful pro yaku and yaku uh, means baseball in japanese and there is a, another title that this goes by outside of japan it goes by power pros so some of you might know it as power pros uh the first thing i discovered from the series was on the Super Famicom. There were some soundtracks there that were really a lot of fun and really energetic and had this great kind of R&B sound. I sure. know that the series eventually went on to other systems such as the N64 and the PlayStation systems. For whatever reason, I stumbled upon these um, GQ Powerful Pro Yaku portable games for the PSP, all the soundtracks. And now I didn't have any track names or any information. So it was just like track one, track two, track three. And so one of the things we did today, we thought this would be kind of fun, is we went through and we named these tracks ourselves so we all gave we gave all these tracks different titles uh, i actually had like a baseball glossary <laughs> website open right. and so we have no idea the context of this music i just tried to name it based on the emotion of the song and so that's kind of fun what you guys heard playing in was what we're calling home opener and that is from GQU powerful pro yaku portable 4 uh the fourth entry and the composer is like everything about these games. Uh, I'm not positive about either. Uh, I did some digging and I found a few names that were active in this series uh, in the 2000s. And so my best guess is that this music today was composed by either Tomowaki Hirono, Shoichi Tanaka, or Masahiko Kimura. 
Those are the names that I was able to track down. Like we said, that was home opener. We're going to go back to the first portable game on the system. Uh, And this is a piece of music that we're calling Load the Bases. Here we go. God, this makes me so happy. You guys are listening to Load the Bases. That's just our own title, so don't look for that anywhere else. This is from GQ Powerful Pro Yaku Portable 1 for the PSP. Oh my god, this is great. It is outstanding. I'm I'm very reminded <laughs> of the Sonic the Hedgehog games, particularly the yeah. earlier, you know, Genesis soundtracks and everything. The, the catchy, chord progression poppy, here. funky R and B sound. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's I'm, so video gamey and it's very cheesy, very Japanesey, very feel good. Yeah, it's just beautiful though. Great melodies, wonderful production. It's exactly what you want out of this kind of brand of video game music it's it's one of the reasons i think why we go to game music as a genre let's say uh kind of poppy sugary syrupy mm-hmm. melodies that have this kind of 80s 90s sense of chord vocabulary it's just classic And this kind of music this kind of emotion is all over this series it doesn't even matter the system you look on you'll hear this kind of sound on the super famicom on the n64 on the ps2 right uh it's just just so much fun something about these psp titles though i it feels like to me uh, the music is like better than anywhere else in this series. I don't know why, but the instruments sound really good. I really like the production. I love the compositions and the level of energy and fun that all this music has. Uh, overall, you know, you're gonna have a lot of pop, R and B, some kind of jazzy fusion, some rock stuff, but it's all so video gamey and so good. So yeah, let's let's keep going here. We're going to play another track from uh, the first portable entry. This one (laughs) is a lot more subdued and like a little bit sad and emotional. And that's (laughs) what I find so funny is these are baseball games that were only released in Japan, but I think they have like simulation and like quasi RPG elements to them. So there's probably like certain story and cutscene moments where this kind of music (laughs) plays. And it is funny to think that it's from a baseball game. This This is what we're calling Take One for the Team.
You guys are listening to Take One for the Team from GQ Powerful Pro Yaku Portable One. Series of baseball games only released in Japan, uh, developed by Konami. And the three composers that I have today that could have worked on this music in some capacity is uh, Tomowaki Hirono, Shoichi Tanaka, and Masahiko Kimura. What do you think about this one, Will? Nice change of pace. It's great. Again, all this stuff feels sonic-y to me. I mean, it's just that's sort of the chord vocabulary that I'm getting from everything. The laid-back tracks, the energetic tracks, it's that kind of harmony. Um, Very... I mean, I think you called it Japanese-y. Yes. I guess, yeah. There's a certain sort of J-pop vocabulary with the chords and everything and the rhythms of the melody and the the kind of syrupy production, you know, strings and synths and pianos and guitars and all this stuff. It's just, it's so feel good, but it also has a sophistication to the kind of yeah. chords and the harmonies well, that just, you're hearing. It's, that's, it's really well written. Yeah. It's like, although it might be a little cheesy and over the top, um, every single element is really well done. And so right. for this kind of cheesy R&B ballad, it's really authentic to that style, actually, and reminds me of some kind of late 80s ballads. Well, and the only kind of thing that we would hear this kind of music in nowadays in the U.S. would be in like, I don't know, religious music or something. You know, if you go to a funeral and you sing like On Eagle's Wings or something, it's that kind of beautiful... 20th century you know it doesn't sound like it's hundreds of years old but it's very there's like a classic quality to it where it doesn't feel contemporary in like an irreverent sense it's still very Mm -hmm. beautiful in very serious and there's like a, a solemnness to it even when it's a positive and sweet emotion. And I actually really love that. It's an aspect that I love about film music. And it's an aspect that I love about songwriting and it's all over the place in game music, especially in Japan. Well, it's, I think it's almost funny that something so earnest and serious is in a baseball game though. Like we said this before, but we have no idea what the context is in any of this music because there's no track titles for any of this. It's so obscure, but I'm calling this take one for the team. And I was just kind of joking and imagining that someone got hit by a ball. And this is like the sad music. But what do you think would be another possibility for this music to be playing? Is it like someone who's like deciding whether or not they want to sign with a team or someone who got rejected from a team? Could be just menu music, you know, something <laughs> yeah, maybe more subdued. I have no or idea. Or maybe if you lost, maybe if you lost the game, because it's right. a little sad. I like that it's sort of like a swung feel especially when the Mm -hmm. drums come in and everything but like a slow swing right the next track we're going to play this is the last one from the first entry uh we're calling pinch hitter and the energy is a little bit higher on this one uh reminds me of a lot of kind of classic jrpg vgm very fun and emotional let's take a listen to pinch hitter
God, that's so good. Really well-written video game music here. This is Pinch Hitter from GQ Powerful Pro Yaku Portable One. This is so great. Well, what are your thoughts on this? It's really delightful. I'm reminded of the song Bless You Boy by Yasuke Yasui. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of some Bless You Boy in there. A little bit of Undertale energy at some point. Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. You know, for Carl, it's so funny you mentioned Undertale. I have a student that I teach who is obsessed with Undertale. Like, mm. the music, the lore, everything. And he knows How it old is he? better than I am. He's in eighth grade. Uh, and Perfect He's age. just... I mean, he's really, he's one, he's a great student in my class and he wants to stay after and talk about video game music because he's really into, <laughs> you know, Sonic and, but Undertale is like his big thing. So I've been dissecting a lot of music from Undertale as a means of kind of teaching him certain musical concepts and stuff. Uh, but it's just reminding me what an outstanding soundtrack it is and right. how it's such a celebration and love letter to kind of the whole game music tradition i mean i know that the game itself is a love letter to those classics yeah i'm a really big fan uh in addition to the composition all of the sounds of these tracks are just so good very full cool instruments some nice modern sounding synths some more retro sounds even like with that last track there was some real uh electric guitar that was recorded for that and we're gonna have some real instruments uh coming up later too so Definitely putting a lot into these soundtracks that maybe are popular in Japan. Who knows? Um, we're going to move on to GQU Powerful Pro Yaku Portable 2, which was the second in the series of PSP exclusive games. And this one we're calling Moonshot. Uh, that's a term for a home run that is just super, super far that it basically looks like it's going to the moon. Moonshot, let's take a listen. another track that has some Yasuki Yasui vibes to it a little bit here. So good. This is Moonshot um, from Portable 2. And I really like everything about this. I love the chords and the melody. There's like kind of this shimmering, twinkly sound that almost feels like retro video game music. Uh, it's just very happy. And again, this is, this is a perfect example of the style that this series goes for. This really feel-good, positive R&B, jazzy happy sound uh and it, it just really makes me feel good yeah oh it's great it's really perfect for sports music i think though i don't know the specific instrumentation and the vibe of it it is happy-go-lucky but 
There, the energy it could be is also good for like, um, in some sense. like laid back party games, like Mario Party or something oh, like sure. that. Oh, sure. Just very chill. Well, the pop brass sound is something that I definitely associate with uh, video games, you know? You know, it's like we've been doing a lot of uh, SNES chiptune work lately for a video game project and whenever um, you know I'm kind of opening up an SPC file and looking at some of the instrument sounds I always laugh when mm -hmm. I get to that pop brass sound because I'm like ah oh, we just have no use for it in this project <laughs> but someday right. I'm going to want that because it's such an iconic it's be sound a fun you know day. All right, we're going to move on to uh, a track that... This is the one I brought in on that recent Show & Tell episode. I love this. This is uh, We're calling this Road Game uh, from Portable 2. So much fun. Here we go. saying this but uh this really reminds me of uh the work of yasuki yasui yeah. and since it's not confirmed i guess it's possible who knows it could be a conspiracy theory that yasuki yasui worked on these games it's just such a great piece of music regardless it's not it's not crazy rhythmic shreddy enough to be yasuki that's true yasui. that is that is a good point it's a little too chill um this episode is such a perfect embodiment of what I love about Japanese video game music. It's so unabashed and earnest, and the individual elements are very finely tuned and finely crafted. Right. If you listen to how this drum part works with the bass, it is the same way that that would happen in a really good R&B live band. Really lining up, kind of gelling together, just really great part writing. Right. But the overall emotion is so much more innocent and kind of maybe reminds me of like my childhood more than so much Western composed music is. I, I think that's very true. I mean, uh, I, I think if I were to make a guess or just make a, a generalization along that point that you're saying is, I would say in general, I've encountered with a lot of Japanese composed video game music, there tends to be a higher sense of craft with the composition. There's an yeah. understanding of how you write a melody how you harmonize it with a chord progression, how you accompany it, how you arrange it. There's there's, there's a sense of craft to it. It isn't just random, oh, mm -hmm. do whatever you feel like and have fun. There, there is a sense of, of structure, underlying structure, and I think 
in America, at least, that stuff is just, whether it exists or not, is just almost never celebrated, especially in the the public perception. It's all about, like, the ingenuity and the uniquenesses of that artist in the actual Mm -hmm. craft and quality that goes into the composition or songwriting is almost never that glamorous and isn't something that's celebrated. And I think just cultural differences... uh, the the culture in japan is a little bit more selfless it's less about i mean mm-hmm. this is a perfect example we don't know who the composer is it wasn't important enough for them to get you know credit yeah to get their name out there for writing this music it was it was a job and they did it so, so remarkably well. <laughs> and i think that 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 regardless of the music says so much about the sense of craft almost more so than even the music itself can all right, well, we're going to move on to a really fun, bluesy piece of music. We're calling this Put On Your Rally Cap. It kind of sounds like a party, uh, and it's this kind of traditional blues progression. And this is a piece of music that has a real lead guitar that was recorded for it. So that's just a lot of fun. It, it, I think this music sounds really good. I think these games came out in like the late uh, 2000s, maybe like 2009, 10, 11-ish or so. Um, and another possible use for this piece of music could be maybe like some sort of celebration after you like won a game and you're going out like on the town partying or something but it's a lot of fun let's let's take a listen to put on your rally cap He's wailing, man. You guys are listening to Put On Your Rally Cap. This is incredibly silly. Uh, <laughs> well said when we are listening. This is dorky. It's it's super dorky, but uh, makes me smile. It's funny. Why why do I think it's dorky? Because, you know, if you trace the origins, at one time this type of music would be so mind-blowing. It would be kind of considered uh, very suggestive, devilish rock and roll that was a bad influence on the youngsters well i think it's dorky because we hear so much of this kind of like blues boogie woogie kind of sound in video games oh my god yeah and there is something funny about hearing the real guitar mixed with these kind of lame uh synth sounds here um and yeah it's like it's not as fleshed out well, as I also maybe think it could be this music not that something needs to have kind of I don't know, persona or street cred or something to be of quality. But I think this type of, yeah, I mean, the blue scale has just been so appropriated into so many different things that have lost that kind of cool connotation. Right. <laughs> that when I hear something like this, it's hard for me to... Well, in this in this way, where you have the... It's almost like you're like in the 50s and you're like partying Yeah, and it's one thing when you're actually listening to Chuck Berry or something, but it's... Yeah, it is interesting hearing this. It's... It's silly. There is a sense of almost... I don't want to say tastelessness, but it's just like... I suspect that the composer is not necessarily aware of 
uh, how this is coming across. Well, I get the sense that to me, it's very clear that this piece of music was not taken nearly as seriously as the rest of the music was. Like this is supposed to be a party, and it's it's kind of funny, and I feel like they're 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 having a lot of fun with with this here. Yeah, I imagine it works very well in the game, and it's a well composed idea. It just yeah, there's that. This is the aspect. You know, it's it's interesting. We talked about some of the advantages of uh, the Japanese culture and uh, the way that a lot of composers approach their music, and I think that sense of craft and the, the consistency of high-quality melodic output is really strong. The one thing that I think is different is in America, we seem to be so attuned and, like, savvy to what's cool and what's hip and what's the new sound, in with the new, out with the old. And I think we're almost too sensitive to that, to the point that it, I think it prevents a lot of people from enjoying music outside of their safe little bubble. Right. But it is interesting when you listen to music from around the world that was made without those same kind of production or aesthetic sensibilities sometimes it can be kind of a challenge to be like oh my gosh i you know i can't believe this is happening like who thought this was cool like it sounds so dorky but if you just (laughs) kind of take away your the you know your preconceptions and sort of the i don't know the vanity of that and just listen to it Mm -hmm. for what it is the music is again a high display of craft here but i think this is what some people might consider like a saccharine aspect of oh yeah video game music let's move on to another piece of music this is called left on bass here we go You guys are listening to Left On Bass. This is so good. Not only does this have real guitar, um, but I feel like the bass is real too. Really well performed, well recorded. It's so fun that it's mixed with this kind of VGM, modern VGM kind of synth sound. Right. Uh, it's just very pleasing, and it sounds better than your average kind of relaxed modern party music. You know, something like, if you listen to the average like Mario Party soundtrack from this uh 2000s era and you listen to this this is just sounds so much better production wise and i think com- even compositionally the ideas are so clear and uh sometimes they might be silly but uh I, this is just really well done yeah i love the chords um that kind of uh the the sound of the the chords in the b section going through that jazzy uh sequence i guess very uh, jazzy that progression it's really lovely it's the kind of thing that you know you've heard it a thousand times but 
it tugs at the heartstrings. And again, it, it's craft. You know, there's an understanding of harmony and how chords function, which I just is so refreshing. You know, because it used to be present in all of our popular music. You know, you mm-hmm. hear that rich tradition of chord vocabulary, rhythms, and melody. And whether you liked a song or not, it still felt like it was composed in that tradition. Where nowadays, it's like when you get a, to me, when you get a great American pop song, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Like, it, well, because it so easily could not have been the case. Well, I think tradition is a perfect way to describe this. His music is very traditional, and it's very textbook. Uh, it's using these clear forms and, and these clear styles. it's written from a textbook. <laughs> but what they're doing with it is is so much fun, and it is kind of something new. I haven't really heard soundtracks exactly like this before that have really polished production with really cool kind of modern synths, but going for this really earnest kind of child-friendly emotion. Uh, I don't know. It's just very refreshing and something that I could honestly hear more of. It just puts me in a good mood. It reminds me of the Atelier series to some degree. I mean, the production is very different in a lot of the style, but that that kind of earnestness. Mm-hmm. And I remember we described that as having almost like a Wii Sports kind of a sound. Oh, there's a totally Wii Sports vibe on, in the series. That is a good call for sure. All right, we're going to move on to the third portable game, also for the PSP. Uh, This is a really cool rocking track. I think this is really good. I love the sound of the lead synth here. This is Pennant Race. You guys are listening to Pennant Race from GQ Powerful Pro Yaku Portable 3. It feels like the energy is kind of elevated in this third game here. Yeah. Uh, and again, I have no idea what the context is. I just called this Pennant Race because it feels like there's a little bit more sense of urgency in this piece of music. Um, it could also be maybe like it's a full count and you, just, you really need to get your runners home, something like that. But yeah, there's a nice rocking high energy fun piece of music totally i really like the contour of the melody yeah like i really like the way that it slowly rises and the rhythms here and again the mixture of uh intentional synth you know like it's imitating an analog synth with the kind of synth sounding brass and strings and all of that and i i also i've been really enjoying the the drum parts of a lot of these tracks and kind of uh, some of the interesting breaks of the just straight groove, you know, when the 
when the snare and the crash, particularly on this example, were sort of hitting at times accentuating like when the guitar rhythms, like when the stabs were changing, like Mm -hmm. that was a really cool sound. And I think it would have been so much easier for them for just the drum part to be just copy and paste some stock rhythm. For sure. All right. So now we're going to move on to uh, a very chilled out piece of music. I call this one off day. Uh, when I listened to this, I just kind of imagined this baseball player relaxing, maybe kind of icing his leg, chilling out. Um, and and the one word that I would describe for the music of the series is chill, for sure. And this one is no different. Let's take a listen to Off Day. You guys are listening to Off Day from Portable 3. This is a PSP game. I just love that they went to the lengths of recording that really funky rhythm guitar. They totally didn't need to. When you hear this track start, it, it is, like I said, it's, it's very textbook and in some ways cliche. We've heard a lot sure. of video game music like this. Um, but the extent that they go is just a little bit farther than you'd expect. Really solid bass writing. I think the melody is really good. There's actually some nice classical counterpoint and movement in this one and like i said that really nice funky rhythm guitar on the left channel very delightful totally yeah it's great i love the rock organ sound with all the tremolo like it's coming out of a leslie speaker you know <laughs> it's trying to imitate that yeah this one is another one that really reminds me of like we sports we sports yeah Resort. absolutely the mixture of just breezy and yeah it's easy breezy <laughs> easy breezy <laughs> very good explanation yeah the sort of pad high synths in the drum. So, Will, is summer officially over season-wise? Well, it definitely feels like it here in Minnesota. Yeah, it's just that this music just feels like summer to me, so we are maybe a little late on this episode. I mean, it, it's still, it, it still is technically summer. I don't believe autumn has begun. Let's move on to the last piece of music we're going to play from Portable 3. And so, just so you guys know, we're playing a total of six... Uh, featuring a total of six different games today. Uh, Portable 1, 2, 3, 4, and then 2012 and 2013. Uh, Technically speaking, those last two games were also released on the PS3, I believe. Um, But the versions we're playing, it's all from the PSP. Uh, So let's move on. Uh, Last track from Portable 3, Spring Training. Here we go.
You guys listening to Spring Training from Jikyu Powerful Pro Yakyu Portable 3. Still think it's pretty hilarious that we're doing this episode. Um, I'm sure when you guys saw the post on Twitter last week, you're like, what are they thinking? I think they've, they've officially lost their minds. And uh, yeah, we have. But the music that accompanies our meltdown is... <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. You gotta love those rhythms. You gotta love those melodies. It is required by law. Really that fun. you love this stuff. This also sounds like it could be in kind of like a generic Mario Kart ripoff game. Yeah. I love that intro. It's really catchy and groovy. You know, Carl's band, Carl B and the Soul Surgeons, they play a song called Freddy vs. Jason. Uh and not because the, the tune has anything to do with uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason from the horror f- films, but because the song uses a lot of slash chords. Basically, you know, when you play a slash chord, would be like F over G, you know, or C over D. That so kind you of play a sound. different bass note right. over a different chord. Yeah, um, something that isn't the root of the chord that you're otherwise playing. But I was joking with Carl. This could be also called Freddy versus Jason because there are a lot of <laughs> slash chords in this song. It's kind of the principal uh, harmonic texture. All right, we're going to move on to P- Portable Four, and this piece of music we're calling Extra Innings. And I'm kind of, again, the reason why is because it, it has that sense of urgency. It's a little bit more of a rocker. I really like the kind of quarter note, almost orchestral, like orchestra hit or string sounds. Really feels epic here. Let's take a listen to Extra Innings. solid piece of music you guys are listening to extra innings fourth entry from this baseball series that outside of japan is known as power pros this is so cool i just love japanese video game composers (laughs) i mean i love they're taking this through this kind of pop jazz sequence oh yeah Uh, almost reminds me of the chord progression of like um i will survive sure yeah reminiscent to that a lot of these Mm -hmm. uh, jazzy chords sort of the sound of uh, non-diatonic uh, two five ones is a huge thing when something sounds jazzy, jazzy pop kind of, goodness yeah really beautiful though I love the melody I love the Carl mm-hmm. you laughed when it went into the halftime feel for the B section but it's just so feel good <laughs> I mean it, it, it is. is cheesy but in like a in cliche you want to trademark it it's a good kind of cheese well I it, mean the thing about music is when something works really well why would you not do it again and again like why would you just 
stop. Okay, well, that's been done, so let's move on. Well, there's a reason why it's been done is because it's great. So there's nothing wrong with doing it again. You can't again, it's own just different core cultural sensibilities. I mean, right. I, I, I think it's safe to say that in America, we tend to value something new more than we value something good it's like <laughs> well it's that's different very true. and ooh, isn't that great and it's like yeah but it's not that hard to do something different it's hard to do something different and good i mean if it's new and good that really is an achievement but i would rather mm-hmm. something be fantastic that isn't completely I mean, it's like all the complaints people had about uh, The Force Awakens. They're like, oh, it's just a remake of A New Hope. It's like, but it was a great film and it isn't just a remake. It's like, you're just being so surface level when you call it a remake. And right. okay, that I still prefer that over like, what, the new Avengers Infinity War, which I guess it's not indicative of anything else, but it's a load of trash and it's just <laughs> awful and bizarre and kind of like, bad screenplay and awkward lines and no humor and uh, i mean it's just like i don't know something different isn't inherently something better maybe that's not a good example i know a lot of people like the marvel movies a lot of people just unsubscribed well thanks a lot i'm sorry no i'm not Uh, i I hate (laughs) i'm sick of superheroes no i totally know what you're saying i mean i think both of us, I think we value quality and we're not, the thing is, we're not... <laughs> that sounds we're super not, self-aggrandizing when we say that. Both of us value quality, so step off, guys. What I mean by that is we're not sensitive to something that's reminiscent of something else that we love. Right, Or if it's like totally. an homage or if it's going for like the same kind of a thing or a throwback, like we totally don't mind that. And there's some people that really do and that are more well, sensitive to that. Well, because I think it shows a lack of respect for the source material. If you're saying something only is the style of itself, you're discounting what makes it great right it's i don't know it's like it really bothers me whenever there are those court cases about you know a pop song it seems like Mm -hmm. the marvin gay family just can't get enough money or something like they're (laughs) just suing every person who's ever written a song and it's like it's gotten so hazy to the point where it's not even about the melody being similar it's just like oh it's a similar style well, what the heck does that you mean? Can't or copyright it's a, a style, similar yeah. chord progression. It's like that's not what makes a song. Those get thrown out, know? though. I mean, if it's not a melody, usually they get thrown out because I don't it's know. pretty clear that you can't copyright a Ed progression. Ed Sheeran got in a lot of trouble for using the same chord progression because the argument was that it was a chord progression that wasn't used before Marvin Gaye used it, which is not yeah, really true. Yeah, but did he true. copyright it? You know, or just use it? No, it's, a lot it's, of things- it's legitimately like Ed Sheeran lost this case he lost a lot of money no but what what i'm saying is did marvin Gaye copyright that chord progression because if not then that's not how chord progressions work yeah but it's difficult he copyrighted the song and it's that's why i get frustrated at this stuff because there is a this kind of growing sense now where it's like oh it's not about the melody it's not about the lyrics (laughs) and the specifics of the composition (laughs) it's just sort of like awful oh if you're doing this kind of thing that's already been done before and it's like that's not a that's not a world that I think a lot of musicians would want to live in because historically music is about well that also would influence. take away like almost all modern pop music because oh you know this sounds like 80s dance or this sounds like 70s funk right because yeah. it's all so similar yeah okay so I'm really excited to move on to potentially this week's track of the week uh, we haven't fully decided so it may change but one thing that I love about this series is just how chill and easy going the music is and this is a perfect example of that when I heard this the thing that jumped in my mind baseball wise was 
seventh inning stretch. <laughs> I feel like this is just such a relaxing, pleasing music. This one features a really great uh, lead electric guitar, and then eventually at some point they harmonize with each other, which is very beautiful, really chill. I hope you guys enjoy seventh inning stretch. chill really makes me smile puts me in a great mood you guys are listening to seventh inning stretch from gku powerful pro yaku portable 2 god this is great i love the groove as soon as it started i'm like oh my gosh this is awesome it's the best it's just like magnetic and it just feels like honey it's just so sweet and oh totally uh, it just feels like this music is like just giving me a really big warm hug oh that's such a great way of putting it yeah it, it's so tender and, and sweet in yeah. that way uh, the groove the guitar tone the melody it's yeah it is like a warm hug Olaf would love this <laughs> and some people might consider this cheesy or cliche but I could care less because it makes me feel happy that's so sweet that's so beautifully put I don't care because it makes me feel <laughs> happy I'm Olaf today oh my gosh what's happened you do like warm hugs <laughs> Do I? I don't know. No, you, I used, you to be, used to never do. I'm more of a hugger now. I used to just really not. I would avoid hugs yeah, that, at all costs. That cost. girlfriend of yours has really opened your heart <laughs> to things like hugs. And poor young Will used to try to give, you know, adolescent Carl hugs, and he was too cool for it. Isn't it offensive to say girlfriend when someone is a fiancé? I think, uh... That's poor form, I think she I opened uh, your heart while she was when still a girlfriend. When she was that title. Okay, I, I, will, I will let it slide. Okay, um, let's move on to the last track of the day from Portable 4. And this one, uh, it was pretty easy to title this one. I just called it Perfect Game. Here we go. <laughs>
guys are listening to Perfect Game from Portable 4. And if anyone isn't a baseball fan, Perfect Game is an actual term used in baseball. It's not just something that you'd see in a Japanese baseball game. It's when a pitcher finishes in the entire game, all nine innings, without any player reaching a base. Um, and so I thought that was a perfect way to describe this song. You just finish the game with uh, no one reaching the base, and this music plays. A perfect game. I was surprised that this wasn't track of the week because I knew that you named it, so I assumed that you gave your favorite <laughs> track the name Perfect You know game. what, Will, is there's another track uh, later on that I considered doing a dual track of the week. So when we get to it, I'll have to ask your opinion if you want to do a dual track of the week because I will say we're about to come to some phenomenal soundtracks here. Um, really excited. 2012 and 2013. Now, these were games that were also released for the PS3, I want to say. But I don't know if the music was the same. So, wait, is this for so the, the Vita or the PSP? Uh, the PSP still, I believe. Really? In 2012 um, and 13. Interesting. In Japan, I feel like in Japan, a lot of, you know, just like the Super Famicom, you know how years after everyone else moved on, there were still being games released for it in Japan. Right. They're still and making so feel like uh, Famicom games, actually. And that's kind of maybe what's happening I'm here. Uh, to my knowledge, it's, it is PSP. This is GQU Powerful Pro Yaku 2012. Um, and this is a really cool piece of music. It's called, or we're calling it at least, <laughs> Hit for the Cycle. You guys are listening to Hit for the Cycle from uh, Yaku 2012. Uh, if I remember correctly, Hitting for the Cycle is when you get every single type of hit you can get. A single, a double, a triple, a home run, I believe, is what that means in one game. That is quite the feat. Interesting. Will, have you ever hit for the cycle in your <laughs> God, little league no, career? I was, I was terrible at baseball. <laughs> Never very good. You know, I have a little bit of... Um, regret because I was actually pretty good at baseball and I loved playing first base. That was my absolute favorite. I had so much fun. And what happened when I played Little League, actually my dad was the coach for my team. And in order to avoid favoritism, he had to let other kids try, you know, give a, a, a turn at first base. And every other position I just did not enjoy at all. And so when, when the time came where I had to make a decision to either pursue tennis or baseball for for a spring sport right i chose tennis and kind of stopped playing baseball but i do kind of miss it there is there's something really fun about baseball sure yeah the it used to be the great american pastime 
That's why it's we're playing an episode way. called Jikyo Powerful Pro Yaku. <laughs> Japanese love their baseball. It is so huge. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to a piece of music called Scoring Position. This one's a lot of fun. Let's check it out. So good. You guys listening to Scoring Position, really great guitar work, interesting chords, rhythms. Does not sound anything like baseball, though. I still can't get over the fact that this is from a baseball game. It's got to be the fact that there's like the simulation aspect to the series. Because uh, like this would definitely not fit as background music to a baseball game. I don't know. What do you think, Will? Oh, but it's great. I love the melody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I love everything about it. It's just really delightful. I love how high energy it is. It's a good Production tune. values. Incredible. I don't see why it couldn't be for a baseball game. I mean, I'm sure it's all sort of like incidental music. You know, I, this isn't probably happening hmm. while you're playing baseball. Right. You know, I'm sure it's silent <laughs> when the game is actually playing. That's typically the oh, trend okay. for a lot of sports games. Huh. I mean, unless I just you're going that. back to, like, ice hockey for the NES or something, you know. Well, maybe this series has more in common musically with ice hockey than modern sports games. Because, like I said, there is some sort of, like, simulation element to this game where you, you start with, like, I think you can start with, like, a really novice player and then eventually get him better and better so that he gets to the major leagues. See, I so. think so much of this music is for menus because a big part of sports Interesting. games is doing a lot of stuff in the menus, customizing That's your true. team, making... There's so many decisions and variables That's to That's a make. good point. I don't really play a lot of sports video games. I don't play a lot of sports. I'm kind of a nerd, actually, <laughs> if you haven't guessed from my podcast. We should we should play tennis sometime soon. Yeah, if you want to get your booty whooped. Yeah, right. Never happened. Okay. Never happened. Okay, bud. You want to put your money where your mouth is? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll film it. We'll live stream it on Facebook to all of our fans. Okay, now, Will, I'm going to leave this decision up to you. This was another one that I decided could be a dual track of the week. And so let me know what you think of this one. It's incredibly fun. I smile and dance to this one when I listen to it. Let's take a listen to Power Hitter.
You guys listening to Power Hitter from Jikyu, Powerful Pro, Yaku 2012. So funky. Oh my God. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit more of the kind of music you got in the Super Famicom era. So much great slap bass, kind of funky stuff back in that era. Almost flirts with like even being like a Jay Kaufman style piece of music. So, so good. Will, yeah, what this, do you say? This is definitely track of the week. Throw out that other one. I mean, oh, oh my god, it's dethroned. Uh, I love the opening, and I love that sort of chorus idea. Oh my gosh, oh, it's just a, a stellar melody. I love every note. I love all the chords. It's just really groovy and infectious. It's just beautiful. Gosh. Oh my god. Well, Will, you know, you dethroned that other track, but I don't know if I can argue because this might be the hardest I've danced in my chair so yeah, far. My favorite this part is so good, right? It's just outstanding. And what's great is it's it's a fairly short form other than that bridge you sang but when they go back to it late in the track there's these new drum fills that come in and so the drum part is very dynamic and feel like it's actually being performed there's some really cool kind of high flute jazzy lines that come in later too just amazing i absolutely adore this piece of music it is this week's track of the week And I also love the way the melody ends. It's a really great yeah. melodic sequence. And I can't think of another melody that has exactly that kind of... It sounds like something Marty sure. would write, that little stretch. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. All right, guys. We're going to move on to um, 2013. Uh, and this is another very epic rocking piece of music. I'm calling this Bottom of the Ninth. Let's check it out. just keeps going and going and going just when you think it doesn't have any more to give you guys are listening to bottom of the ninth from jikyu powerful pro yaku 2013 which also came out i believe for the ps3 feels like the composer of this track had like musical add where he wasn't staying with one idea or one instrumentation necessarily for like more than 10 seconds it's always changing up so many different sections uh keeps growing and Man, is this exciting. It's really great. Uh, I love the melody. There's a lot of heavy hitters late in this playlist today. I'm really... Yeah, man. These 2012 and 13 are especially good. Yeah, I'm noticing. Super stellar. I wonder if it's 
uh, the same or similar composers. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious to know really detailed who did what and what other things mm-hmm. they did. Because absolutely, some stellar. You know what's funny? Here. I, the first thing I discovered was just the portable one, two, three, and four. And back when I discovered that, I was like, okay, we. I would love to do an episode. But then uh, preparing for it for it this week is when I actually discovered these 2012 and 13, which also were apparently released for the PSP. And which is that why almost... next week will be a spotlight on Jiko <laughs> Powerful no. Pro Yaku 2012. <laughs> no, that's too much. Um, but yeah, these two scores seem to even blow out of the water the, the other portable ones, so just so good. Definitely a lot more epic and energetic and maybe even some more guitar performance shredding performance in these scores so so good all right um the last track we're gonna play today other than the play out and the epicness just keeps going this one makes me laugh because it's like way too epic for a baseball game but uh okay it could be a final boss theme for like a jrpg but it's not uh i'm calling this five and dive And that was a phrase that I wasn't aware of before. Apparently, that's like a derogatory term for like a pitcher who can only last five innings before he basically, you know, croaks. I could think Uh, of another use for that kind of uh, terminology, but I won't say Five and dive. All right. Let's take a listen to this from 2013. It is crazy, isn't it? How stacked the series like it's just like every track's so good. It's almost a lot. I get exhausted listening to like yeah. because it's like I, it's hard for me to appreciate all of it, and I don't want to just get complacent, right. you know. Where it's mm-hmm. easier when a lot of things are just kind of mediocre. The good stuff really stands out and it energizes for you. Sure. But when you hear stuff that's all of like at a level of high competence in craft, it 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 does actually kind of drain me. I think. Yeah, and I think that's definitely happening with this series because this series is so consistent across the board and a lot of the tracks are going for a similar type of style and vibe. And so it can be a little bit exhausting. It is crazy just how consistent and stacked all these scores is. Every single track is so good. But what's fun, I think we started off today on a pretty solid note and the music was pretty high quality, but definitely it feels like we're getting better and better as we get to these later these later games. Right. Oh my God, this is Five and Dive from Yaku. 2013. Well, how do you feel like these uh, last two entries today um, compare to maybe some of the earlier portable ones? Yeah, I'm definitely a fan. I I wouldn't argue with what you said earlier that they kind of blow the earlier stuff out of the water. I mean, I think that's true in terms of the production, which 
just comes with the territory of them being newer releases. Mm -hmm. And also, if you said they were cross-platform, you know, on the PlayStation 3. Right. uh, So it was clearly a bigger release, so they probably had more of a budget. But just the compositions themselves, the melodies I'm finding that I like even more and every arrangement is throwing new things at me and really exciting and surprising rhythms. And, you know, we talked about the high level of craft and competency, uh, but the, it also is a, a fair amount of kind of surprise or like, oh, I haven't heard that before. And wow, that's really cool. And everyone is not to abuse the baseball analogy, but just knocking it out of the park. Right. So what I found out is, is doing some Googling is this game did come out for the PSP and the PS3 as well as the Vita. So I think it was one of those things where they just released it on the PSP to be nice to the people that were still playing it <laughs> in Japan. Um, well, because who was playing the Vita? <laughs> let's be honest here. So that yeah, that was five and dive. What a solid stacked playlist of music on today's yeah. episode. So we want to thank everybody for kind of indulging us today and in, in, in going on this journey with this music that's kind of silly, at least from a silly source, very obscure, not what anyone was expecting. Uh, if you didn't hear that recent show and tell episode, then you were really surprised. Uh, if you're listening to this Monday morning when you looked at your feed, like what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually talked with Will about the idea of what if we title it something totally different to make it sound more important. Like uh, even, you know, the, the Western uh, title of power prose, maybe, maybe that would have been <laughs> a little bit easier, but yeah. Why didn't we just call it power prose? I don't know. I guess I feel like there's something funny and fun about seeing because this music is so Japanesey and it's so proud of what it is and so earnest. Again, you're you're a little on the fence with this term Japanesey. What it sounds a little <laughs> like insensitive. <laughs> I just mean that this music you can't escape from that tradition of really solid Japanese video game composers, and so I feel like it only makes sense that we give that that Japanese title. Because um, also Very power pros, I don't think anyone knows that either. So it's not. Uh, it's, no matter what, this is this is super obscure. But Will, did you have a good time today? I did. I, I really did. Good. I did as well. We're going to play you guys out with a track that we titled Rain Delay, which is also from um, Yaku 2013. And one more time, the, the only composers I was able to find that could have worked on this music today is Tomoaki Hirono, Shoichi Tanaka, Masahiko Kimura. It's possible that um, there's other names that we're missing. But I have a good feeling that at least some of this music was composed by one of those composers. Hats off to all those folks. And now let's join in singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Take me (laughs) out to the ball game. Will, we already had the seventh inning stretch. And it happened to be an instrumental jazz fusion jam. Let's sing some uh, of those old uh, baseball team theme songs like Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. (laughs) Step right up and greet the Mets. All of you baseball fans uh, probably really enjoyed this episode because it was just so baseball heavy. And so look forward (laughs) to another baseball episode maybe next year. Um, Yeah, really, really cool stuff. We want to thank all of our lovely patrons for your continued support. We want to thank everyone for your nice emails. We're getting a lot of nice emails lately that we've uh, we've received. Thanks to all of the wonderful comments and tweets. And for everyone leaving uh, nice iTunes reviews, very helpful. Helps other people discover the podcast. We have a show coming up uh, quite soon in Minneapolis. This comes out on the 1st. And this show is going to be uh, Thursday the 11th at the Hook and Ladder Theater in Minneapolis. It's called Game Over Minneapolis, which is a collaboration event between uh, VGM Con, 
which is an event that will be happening next year, as well as MAGFest. Um, and so this is a, a concert that's going to be happening in Minneapolis. Three video game bands, Us, Do a Barrel Roll, and Bards of the Goddesses. So if you're in the area or close to the area, you should come out and, and hear some really great live video game music. It's pretty rare that you get to, as a fan of EGM, that you get to hear this stuff performed live. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I better start practicing. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. We got a couple new tunes that we're going to unveil, which, which is going to be a lot of fun. All right, guys, we're going to play you out with Rain Delay. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>